Are you ready to get informed and inspired? This is the Homeschool Hope Podcast, where you are introduced to the people and the products to equip you for your homeschooling journey. Whether you are a veteran homeschooler, are just getting started, or haven't even started yet, this show will give you the hope in the future of home education. Welcome to another episode of the Homeschool Hope Podcast. This is episode number 10, and in just a moment, what you're going to hear is you're going to hear a recording that I, of a talk that I gave back in 2012, uh, indicating the five good reasons why it's important to homeschool your kids. Uh, you've probably heard these reasons before. You've probably used them before if you are a homeschooling family, but maybe this is another take on some of them, or maybe it is uh, you know, reconfirming what you already believe or what you already know to be the case. But in any, in any case, I'm hoping that it will be an encouragement to you, maybe an inspiration to you uh, to keep on homeschooling or to consider homeschooling. Particularly, I want those who um, maybe are on the fence as to whether or not they should homeschool to listen to this because uh, it will help uh, them to hopefully get off the fence and to start homeschooling. Our affiliate focus for today is Covenant Eyes. And if you are uh, family is like mine. Uh, the internet is an invaluable resource for your home school. You probably have multiple devices used by all of your kids for various parts of the home school in addition to activities outside of the school. And as homeschoolers, you're also hoping to protect your kids from some of the negative influences of the government schools and the environments of the world. And so it doesn't make any sense that your kids are in danger of unprotected use on the internet. That's why we use in our home and why I encourage you to use in your home Covenant Eyes. It will provide accountability for all your electronic devices and users of them. So if you're concerned about protecting your family online, then check out Covenant Eyes on the affiliate banner on the right column of the web page and in the show notes. And if you click on either one of those, the show notes or on the web banner itself, then uh, you will have access to one free month through using um, my links there. So uh, check out Covenant Eyes. Also, a couple other announcements. One is that next week I have the creator of Easy Peasy All-in-One Homeschool on. And if you're not familiar with that program, then you will certainly want to listen. If you are familiar with it, then uh, you will want to hear it as well because it's a rare opportunity to be able to have uh, Lee Giles on. And uh, we have her lined up for next week. And the best way to be notified of when that goes online is to be a subscriber. So if you're not yet a subscriber, I encourage you to do that. You'll see on the uh, first, the very top of the, of the um, right column, the center right column on the web page, you will see a link to uh, how you can subscribe using iTunes as well as using Stitcher and uh, one other means. And so you can choose whatever means you like listening to this and uh, subscribe, and that will get you um, uh, downloaded all the uh, the next um, ones that are coming up. Appreciate you doing that. And uh, lastly, if you know of somebody who is uh, a good candidate for an interview for this show, then I encourage you to send them my way. Have them look me up, and there's a contact page on the webpage, and you can uh, have them contact me there. There will also be a link in the show notes. And uh, I'm looking for those who have uh, an inspiring story of homeschooling or those who have a, a product or uh, some kind of thing that would be an encouragement or an inspiration to the homeschooling community. So have them connect with me if you would. Five reasons why homeschooling is most suited to building a legacy. Well, the first reason is you get better relationships or you build better relationships. Now, one of the criticisms that many people point out or try to point out with homeschooling is what about socialization? heard that so many times and there are so many people who bring that up as one of the first 
questions about homeschooling, and I would say that's the reason why I do homeschool is because they get better socialization. And uh, they get better socialization with their siblings. They're able to interact better with uh, children of various ages. They're able to interact better with their uh, with their siblings, and you know the relationships that we foster in our homes can the, be the longest lasting of all relationships. And if we cannot foster those, uh, what relationships outside of the home are going to be any better than that? And so, building relationships with siblings, there's more interaction there. Uh, the older ones can help the younger ones and can be an example to them, a model for them. And they can follow in the footsteps of their older siblings, and that would be beneficial for everyone involved. And so you have better relationships among siblings. Also better relationships between parents and children. You know, the more time you spend with somebody, usually the better relationship you have with that person. And when parents are carting off their children to various schools and not able to uh, spend the the vast majority of their day with them, they're missing out on a great deal of opportunity to build relationship with their children. And then they wonder why, as the children get older, they don't want to be at home. Well, it's because they never really learned to be at home. They never developed a relationship with their parents, but they developed relationships with their peers at school, and so they want to be with them. You can become, uh, you become most like who it is you are around the most. And so when kids are around other kids, they become more like those kids. But when those kids are around parents, they become more like their parents. You know, it used to be, if you looked at uh, generations, uh, they looked very much like their parents' generation, whether it be through the clothes that they wore or the way they conducted themselves. Uh, there was a resemblance between one generation to the next. But nowadays, that's missing. You see that one generation actually tries to buck the generation that tried or that uh, tried to raise them. And with each generation, there is this idea that uh, the next generation is superior and needs to do their own thing and create their own music. And uh, they can't they can't do what their parents did. Well, that's because they've been around peers and socialized among peers rather than around their parents. And so you get a better relationships between children and parents, you know, there's a proverb that says, Proverbs 13, 20, it says, He who walks with the wise will be wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. And I don't know of a more descriptive term for peers than fools. And uh, that brings up another relationship area, and that is they're not spending time with their peers. And uh, probably one of the most detrimental things occurring among most young people is their desire to impress their peers. And by doing so, they get involved in things that they shouldn't be doing. I can remember back in my days when uh, most of the stuff that I did that was stupid, foolish, however you want to term it, most of the stuff that I did then was because I was trying to impress, impress peers. And that was because my socialization was around the peers. However, when our socialization is around our parents, we want to impress our parents, we want to impress our siblings, and so we do the things that would be pleasing to them. And so you build better relationships there. You also build relationships with various age groups when you're homeschooled. In other words, when you go to a regular school and you're segregated up by age, you seem to only be able to relate to people of your own age. In fact, you don't want to relate with people of other ages. You just want to be kind of in your own peer group, your own age group. But when you are raised in a home and have homeschooling as a center of your raising, then 
you have a tendency to um, spend more time with diverse groups of people, age groups of people, and so you can get along with younger kids, you can get along with older kids, you can get around grown adults. Parents have somebody over, you're able to communicate with them, and you're able to communicate with uh, various age groups. And so your socialization, your relationship with them is better. So that's one reason. Another reason is for instruction. In other words, when you are homeschooled or when you homeschool your children, you are able to interact with them and instruct them on a teacher-to-child ratio that is far better than any school can do. You know, it's been proven that the work of tutors is so effective in part because it is a one-on-one relationship or sometimes a one-on-two relationship, but the the ratio of teacher-to-student is very good. And so the same thing is true when it comes to homeschooling. The relationship between a parent and a child is such that even if they've got three or four, five, ten children in their home school, it's still a much better environment, much more conducive to one-on-one instruction than it would be in a large group setting, such as in a school system or something like that. And so there's a lot better instruction that way. I, you know, there's no way that it, one teacher and a teacher's aide can give the proper amount of attention to the 30 students that they are trying to teach to get them the kind of instruction that they need so that they can learn the things that they need to learn. But when you're at home and you're in a homeschooling environment, uh, you can provide the proper instruction for them. And then uh, along with that is curriculum. And the curriculum in a home school can be catered to the individual needs and the individual desires of the student. You know, children develop differently, and when they are placed in age-segregated categories, they may not be on par with others of their age in certain categories, but they may be well above uh, that same group in other categories. And yet when they're confined to a, uh, an age-segregated system, it makes it impossible for them to excel, and it makes them impossible Uh, to grow in the areas at their levels that they need to grow. But when you're homeschooled, that's totally different. When someone is homeschooled, they're able to develop at their own rate, and they're able to learn uh, according to their own standards. You know, there's some people who are visual learners. There's some people who are audio learners, uh, auditory learners. And, you know, there's all different kinds of learning styles and learning methods. And who better knows that than parents, and who better can cater the instruction towards the needs of the student in those regards. And so uh, they're able to get a better education because their instruction can be better. And, you know, there's this, there's this criticism or this question out there whether or not parents are qualified to be teachers. <laughs> well, there's no one better qualified to be a teacher to their student or to their ch- son and daughter than the parents, the parents are if they... God has given them the authority. God has given them the ability and the role as instructors, as teachers. And so they are the best equipped in God's eyes to be the teachers and to be the instructors. And so curriculum can be more suited to the student. And uh, they also don't have to learn all this useless politically charged material that is often uh, circulating in the various school systems Uh, in order to please various legislatures or political groups or something like that, they can can learn based upon the standards that the family has 
and based upon the morals that the family has and based upon the worldview that the family has rather than the worldview of a system often contrary to the scriptures. And then also there's learning at a free pace, not a forced pace. This goes back a little bit to the various developmental stages of the student, but uh, it also uh, goes a little bit further than that in that you know, you can have a child who can become an expert in a certain area because if they have an interest in that, you can focus a lot of their attention on that. You don't have to teach them from a particular book that's supposed to be a standard for everybody in that classroom. I remember reading some things in class that I was just totally bored from uh, because it just was not of interest to me. And so I would bring other books that I would read that were of interest to me. How much better would it be if I was able to read those books and learn and be, uh, you know, be allowed to explore the areas of my interest and learn that way than to have to learn a certain particular uh, curriculum and certain particular, um, uh, you know, forced pace through material. Uh, but I could, you know, work at my own pace and learn and dig deeper on areas that were interesting to me and, uh, you know, just kind of skim over things that weren't of real interest. It allows for excellence over mediocrity. You know, when you are in a school system where, you know, you've got 30 kids or so in a classroom and there's no way that the teachers can teach to the top level of kids and there's no way that teachers can teach to the lower level of kids. They have to teach to the, to the medium kids. Or, and as a result of that, they are, um, you know, the students themselves are not able to really excel the way that they need to. And so instruction can be improved or is certainly uh, better uh, through homeschooling. But also time restraints are lessened and time is allowed to be more flexible with homeschooling, which can be uh, of huge advantage both to the student as well as to the parents. You know, I wonder sometimes how much wasted time there is in a typical day uh, in most school systems. You know, the school hours are far less when you homeschool. Most, most families, even those who are very rigorous in their homeschooling studies and have all different kinds of various curriculum that they go through, can usually complete the whole, all the, uh, all the work necessary, including what would be considered homework, in about half the school day. And so if they only have to go to school for half the time, that allows them then to have more time available to pursue other interests or to pursue a business or to work with their parents in their business or the family business or whatever it might be. And uh, that allows them to have a greater uh, diversity of experience and a more practical experience in many ways so they can spend their time doing other things you know i think of uh, especially my, you know my my wife actually used to teach kindergarten and when i would go to those classes sometimes uh, there was a lot of time that was spent waiting in lines and uh you know nap times and all different kinds of things that really were of no educational value and could certainly be done more efficiently and better at home with a lot less cost and a lot less time and so uh, time is a big factor when, uh, when considering homeschooling and passing on a legacy through the education. And then, of course, evenings also are not tied up in doing homework. Most of the work can be done throughout the day, 
And so that frees up time in the evenings so the families can spend time together rather than having to, you know, stay up late or do all the various homework assignments that are assigned to the kids. And, uh, you know, they, they don't have to uh, do the busy work that's required throughout the day and then in the evenings they can get all that done which again allows them also to pursue other interests you know my my kids my my oldest boy uh, he's always had an interest in farming so we've allowed him to pursue that and he's uh, he is then as a result of that been able to start a farm and and participate in that and with us and he operates almost all of the um, animals on the farm, so the chickens and the sheep and the cow, and he operates all of those on his own. And he started this several years ago. He's now 15, and none of that would have been possible had he been going to a traditional school with set hours and homework and all this kind of stuff. But now we can check eggs throughout the day because he's here. He can, you know, work on projects as he needs to in the afternoons. It allows him time in the evenings, and, and he's also recently taken up a real interest in in guitar and music and so he's able to pursue that and you know those things although you can pursue music in the public school or government schools uh, not to the extent that he can now and uh, with certain time frames and so that's just one example the other kids are involved in other activities and they of course are able to pursue those to the same level as he is because of having this time uh, freedom that comes with being homeschooled uh, another aspect of the time that is an advantage is that they can take time off according to the family schedule not according to the schedule of the school which allows for more flexibility field trips can be done when schools are in session and you know when there's uh when there's no lines that have to be waited on or anything like that we can go to various field trips and and take advantage more efficiently of those trips because of that and then also, you know, if a guest comes or someone comes over, our kids can take time away and spend time with that guest and, and be a good host to them and entertain them and learn from them and things like that, which wouldn't, wouldn't be the case if they were in a traditional school. And then also, uh, they can arrange their schedule around family businesses and real-life experiences. And so, like as I mentioned earlier, you know, my kids can sometimes go working with me or we can work together on the farm or, you know, things like that that wouldn't be possible if they were in a regular school because it, it just wouldn't work out. And so sometimes when my kids are with me, they're asked, you know, aren't you in school? And we explain that we're homeschooled and, and uh, that just wouldn't be possible otherwise. And so the time is, is a great resource that we don't want to waste if we're trying to pass on a legacy. And when we are being able to homeschool our kids, then it allows us to use that wisely and then also um, the environment that is made in a homeschooling setting is the best kind of environment for creating uh, a legacy of independence and freedom and continued learning and uh, so want to look at that for just a moment there's no need to live in a certain area, for one, which is a great advantage. A lot of people move to a certain suburb or a certain place, certain county, because they heard the school systems are really good there. And so they're confined to that location uh, if they want to be a part of those schools. Well, when you're homeschooled, you can live anywhere because it doesn't matter what the school system's like. In fact, you know, the school system around where I am is really bad. 
And if we were dependent upon educating our kids through that school system, they would get a poor education. But because we homeschool, we can live in the rural area where the resources are not good for schooling and yet still give our kids a great education. So the environment is important in that matter. Also, there's different distractions. You know, when you're in a regular school system where you've got kids of the opposite sex, uh, you know, that, that's a distraction on many times and for many kids. And yet when they're at home, of course, those distractions are not there. Now, they have other distractions, honestly. Sometimes it's noisier, I think, at our house with a lot more activities going on than there would be in school. And, but they have to learn to deal with some of those and, and concentrate and have a focus. But it's a different kinds of distractions. And I think they're healthier distractions. They're more real-life distractions that are there. And then also, uh, being in a home school allows kids to explore without risk. It allows them to be more creative without the risk of ridicule. All it takes in a school system of peers is for one of those peers, maybe a popular one in particular, to say that uh, a child's idea is dumb or that you know they, they shouldn't have said that or something like that to really stifle the creativity of that child. But in a homeschool setting, they're encouraged to take risks. They're encouraged to think of new ideas and to, to explore new things. And, and not only are they not laughed at when that happens, but they're actually encouraged to do that. So it allows them to explore and to, and to take risks that they wouldn't ordinarily take out because of the environment of being there. And then it, it also fosters this idea of learning as you live. They can integrate learning in all of life. And so uh, there, there's teachable moments that can take place. There are situations where you can directly apply what is being learned to a various situation in real life that wouldn't happen if they're confined to the school setting of a traditional school. Yeah, and this also is, you know, there's the um, immediate application of learning. Uh, for example, you know, our kids may be learning math, and then we can go out and we can apply that as we plant seeds or as we uh, you know, count how many new lambs were born or something like that. And it, it takes what they're learning and puts it into a context that helps them to remember and, and enables them to learn, the, uh, learn and apply the material much faster and in a more conducive setting. So that's uh, a benefit to the environment. Uh, the older boys can read to their siblings, to the younger children, and this allows them to practice their reading. It allows them to spend time with their siblings. It allows the, uh, the younger ones to learn from the older ones, to respect them, and also to appreciate what they're doing in reading to them. And, uh, it, you know, it just it works all the way around because of that environment. And it also develops an environment of independence. It creates self-learners, self-study. A lot of the studying that goes on, a lot of the learning that goes on in a home school is self-done, where there may be some direction by us as parents, but a lot of it is the, the child learning on his own and exploring on his own and doing things on his own. And, and this allows for an independent-type attitude when it comes to learning, where they are able to learn certain skills but then take those skills and investigate and explore for themselves into certain areas. And this, uh, you know, really leads to a good environment for learning. Parents, uh, by the way, can't say, well, I'll let somebody else do this. 
this environment requires a responsibility upon the part of the parents, which is a good thing. That, res- that responsibility makes the parents grow and develop and learn and continue to in- increase their own understanding and to continue to grow themselves. And so, you know, it, it creates this idea of uh, responsibility and taking responsibility. And anytime there's freedom, of course, that, that comes with responsibility. And so, you know, there's, there are some people who say that we need to put restrictions on homeschooling families so that, you know, people don't get away with not doing what they're supposed to do. Well, I say no, because as soon as you start putting restrictions on families, you also take away some of the freedom that's there. And with freedom comes the opportunity to fail. And I want to be able to have the opportunity to succeed. And when you uh, put restrictions on people, uh, yes, some may fail, but it also allows for the freedom to succeed as well. And so it fosters that, uh, that idea. And then also it just creates this idea of, well, if we can homeschool and we can educate our kids without government interference or without the influence of governmental schools and, and uh, things of that nature, what else can we do on our own? It creates this whole idea of self-sufficiency and independence and, and uh, doing it for ourselves and and taking responsibility for ourselves. We become less dependent upon the government, less dependent upon the state, less dependent upon others, and uh, more self-reliant and independent. And uh, that is, uh, you know, created in the parents, but it's also created in the young people as well that are being trained up in that environment because they see that, they experience it, and then they also are to take that to heart. So we pass on from one generation to the next this whole understanding of being able to be free and without the influence of the government, which is a, a huge benefit. And so we have, uh, so far, good relationships, better instruction, more flexibility to our time, a more conducive environment. And then number five, uh, biblical responsibility. And by that, I, I basically mean that it is the responsibility given to parents by God to educate their children. I have uh, several, um, several passages I want to read here. And uh, the first one comes from Deuteronomy chapter 6, and it's, it's pretty in-depth, but uh, stick with me here. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 1 through 9, it says, Now this is the commandment, and these are the statutes and judgments which the Lord your God has commanded to teach you, that you may observe them in the land which you are crossing over to possess, that you may fear the Lord your God to keep all his statutes and his commandments which I command you, you and your son and your grandson, all the days of your life, and that your days may be prolonged. That sounds like a multi-generational legacy of abundance to me. Therefore, hear, O Israel, and be careful to observe it, that it may be well with you, and that you may multiply greatly as the Lord God of your fathers has promised you, a land flowing with milk and honey. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one, the Shema. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children, and, they sh- and you shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by your way, when you lie down, and when you rise up. Now, I don't know how you can do that when you relegate that responsibility to someone outside your home, but when it's in your home, when you're homeschooling your children, you're spending time with them as you should as a father to his son or a mother to her daughter, you're able to, to teach them diligently. And this basically means press upon them, force upon them, uh, 
talking of them when you sit in the house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, when you rise up. That, that covers all of life right there. And you can only do that when you're homeschooling. Number eight, you shall bind them as a sign on your hand. You shall, they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of house and on your gates. And then Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 9, it says, And you shall teach these things to your children and to your grandchildren. Deuteronomy eleven nineteen says, You shall teach them to your children, speaking of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by your way, when you lie down, and when you rise up. Deut- uh, Genesis chapter 18, verse 19, speaking to Abraham, it says, For I have known him in order that he may command his children and his household after him, that they keep the way of the Lord to do righteousness and justice, that the Lord may bring to Abraham what he has spoken to him. And then one of the most favorite scriptures uh, of mine is Psalm chapter 78, verses 4 and 6. It says, we will not hide them. Actually, the whole whole uh, chapter or the whole psalm is good, but I'm just taking out verses 4 through 6 here. We will not hide from them to their children, telling to the generation to come the praises of the Lord and his strength and his wonderful works that he has done. For he has established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded our fathers, that they should make known to their children. So, so far we have two generations. That the generation to come might know them. That's three generations. The children who would be born. So this is the the grandchildren. Those that hadn't been known yet that would be born would be able to know it. That they may arise and declare it to their children. So we have four generations here. That is uh, being spoken of. And this is, you know, this is the classic text for a multi-generational legacy. And I want to be able to pass on the faith from one generation to the next. And I believe the only way really the scriptures give us of doing this is through homeschooling. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 4. And you fathers do not provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the training and the admonition of the Lord. And, you know, as... We are given responsibility, and we take that responsibility, and we run with it. We grow as, our, as individuals as well. You know, there's nothing like teaching somebody when you learn yourself. And the more you teach somebody, the more you learn, the better you learn. And so God has called us as parents to teach our children so that we would learn these things. When they ask us questions, we have to look it up. We have to come to We can't say, oh, ask the pastor that, or ask the Sunday school teacher that, or ask the teacher at school that. No, we look it up, we learn it, we grow, and then we teach it to our children. They gain a respect for us for learning it, and uh, we are able to impart to them the things that we learn. And they learn it from our perspective, and uh, we are to pass on that legacy. And so homeschooling is, uh, is um, one of the most central, if not the most central aspects of passing on a legacy from one generation to the next of abundance. And this is true for passing on the faith, and it's true for passing on a family legacy, legacy as well as you build these different relationships. So I've got uh, several different links I'm going to put into the show notes that uh, are some other examples of lists that people have made as to why they homeschool or reasons for homeschooling. I've kind of summarized them here into these five headings of relationships and instruction and time, environment, and biblical responsibility. But there are, you know, there are a host of other ones, and I'm going to put a couple of links on there if, if uh, you want to do that. So I just want to speak just to a minute for those of you who may be considering homeschooling. Maybe you've got some, uh, you know, a young baby or 
you know, a toddler or something like that, and you're at the stage now where you've got to decide what to do with that child, well, I want to encourage you to homeschool. I want to encourage you to homeschool for these reasons and for many others, and you won't regret it once you do it. Is it a hard thing? Sometimes it is, but it's it's a whole lot easier to homeschool and to uh, to see the fruit of that as they mature than it is to deal with the children who are more concerned about their peers and the pressure that have been put upon them from their peers than it is to uh, take the responsibility to homeschool. And so I want to I say to those who are considering homeschool to do it. It's worth it. But I also want to give encouragement to those that are homeschooling. And uh, when I read through this list, you probably are familiar with many of them, and sometimes you can be discouraged and wonder why you're doing it. I want to give you some hope and some encouragement and let you know that you are doing the right thing and that you are, uh, you are building a legacy for generations to come that you don't even really understand yet what will happen and the power and the impact that you will have upon your children's children to the third and fourth generation. And so keep it up, uh, take the responsibility, rise to the occasion, and fulfill the mandate to be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and to teach your children and your children and your grandchildren after them. Fight for the freedom to do it and, you know, work to take away restrictions upon homeschooling families and uh, be a part of a community where homeschooling is allowed and encouraged. For more information about what was covered in this show as well as all the other shows, go to homeschoolhope.com.